a second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. not a news show. It's a talk show. We do not give financial, legal, medical, or any kind of advice. We are not responsible for the actions of our listeners. You are responsible for you. If anything offends you, we were only joking. Promise. Welcome to the Doom Kitchen, live from the Haunted Garage. A man who really needs no introduction, but he always gets one from his co-host, Buckley, Mr. Ron from New England. What's going on? Hey, Ando. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, busy day here at the Haunted Garage, but I already gave you a fair warning about that, so we're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Summertime is definitely the the time for that, you know, uh, busy season for really everybody, I think. Yeah, we don't really have a slow season here, uh, you know, because our weather kind uh, our weather, you know, dictates what you're doing most of the time. So. So now so now we're doing the kind of work that you don't want to do in the winter. And then when winter rolls around, well, then we do the kind of work you do in the winter. So it's all relative. We used to have slow periods and. Boy, I haven't had a slow period in, I can't tell you how, but 15, 20 years probably. It's been really crazy. The only slow period I have is if I decide I'm not doing anything that day. I don't get much freight um, in that direction. I haven't really uh, ended up with some freight going uh, north of New York State. Um, what uh, What's it like there? Because I know that, that in the winter, some of the roads can get pretty bad. Do you guys just uh, get a lot of your a lot of your stuff that stores pretty easily delivered in the summer and, and jam on that way. Uh, yeah. You know, weather doesn't affect us up here. I, I mean, like at all. So, I mean, if you have a big nor'easter snowstorm rolls in or whatever, well, you want to make sure that you've got stuff that, you know, it's going to hold you over for, you know, a day, maybe a day maximum. But uh, it doesn't stop us from going and doing our thing. All No, no stores shut down, nothing. That's just how it is in New England. We get bad weather and people are just used to it. We have really good road crews here. So literally, if we get a foot of snow within a matter of hours, the road is down to tar. So it's all good. Nothing really changes. Nothing changes here. The, you know, the bars might be a little slowed down. So, I mean, it would be nothing for me and my wife to jump in the truck and go have a drink during a blizzard. I mean, it's not a big deal. People just know what they're doing here. I mean, as long as you're not a transplant. I mean, if you're a transplant here, then you're going to hold up in your house for a week probably, right? But we we don't do that. Like, I've been in New England since I was like four years old, so I, I got to figure it out by now. I, I'm from Texas, and whenever I lived in, in Colorado, uh, 
I, I didn't watch much TV, but the couple of times that I, I turned it on whenever there was some bad weather or something like that, checking the local news, all the all the vehicles that were stopped on the side of the road that, that were had their flashing lights on and couldn't go any further were uh, Texas plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if anything solid comes out of the sky in Texas, people don't know what to do. They they close they close schools here. <laughs> Well, they do that here. Uh, they do that here only because it's a liability issue for the buses to pick kids up. Uh, and that's the only reason that dictates whether school's going to be closed or not. Because there's no flat roads in New Hampshire. None. They're either up or they're down. So, so you know, that, that's, I mean, I th- want to say the kids had three snow days, actual snow days, this last winter. Now, we didn't have snow until Valentine's Day. So after oh, that, we yeah, were literally late. hammered every week. We had a snowstorm. Yeah, the, uh, there's some bizarre things happening with the weather. I don't think, I don't think that it's uh, that it's the big climate change that all the the freaks and weirdos are on about. I think it's it's tampering. You know, they they're sending things through the sky all the time. They're spraying us with who knows what. Um, I guess we know a couple of things. We know that that. They have barium and aluminum, and hey, what does that spell, right? Um, and yeah, the, the, I think it all plays into their agenda. So they can, you know, they can spray us and, and mess with things. I, I know that there's a company that um, that I actually know that the guy that runs it is talking about putting uh, balloons filled with uh, sulfur into the sky to block out the sun. And yeah. he's he's a perfect tool for somebody like. Bill Gates to to use because he's he's one of these people that will you know not worry about the repercussions until he hits them. He used to uh, he used to run a, a pedicab shop in Austin and had the uh, most dangerous vehicles on the road and actually uh, brought regulation down on us. You know we we probably would have never gotten regulated if you know if somebody hadn't have said oh hey you know I'm gonna weld up some garbage uh, trailers and see what happens. And um, and he did, <laughs> and the, it got pretty overregulated right after that. But uh, but yeah, what do you think of that? All the tampering going on. Well, uh, you know, I can remember like like so. This weather that we've had this year has been junk, like for sure. But you know, if I think back forty years, thirty, forty years, because you know I'm going to be sixty this year. It used to be a lot hotter in New England than it is now. Uh, plain and simple. I can remember days it'd be 95, 100 degrees, you know, for three, four days at a good stretch, high humidity. We, it's really humid here. And uh, it's humid here like it's humid in Florida, believe it or not. And it's just how the weather patterns work with the jet stream. And because we're so close to the coast, we get the Gulf Stream also. So, so we have that double whammy. So, I mean, it gets freaking hot in New England, like big time. I had some friends come up from Florida for a wedding, and uh, and they live in central Florida, and, and it gets hot there. I know I've been there in the summer. And they're like, oh, my God, is this is this normal up here? I go, yeah, this is New England summer. He goes, dude, it's not this hot at home. And I'm like, yeah, well, this, you know, this particular weekend was really hot. But uh, – 
but you know, we get, we get, uh, we get good stretches where the weather is, you know, 85 degrees. I mean, it's 85 out right now, but you know, every afternoon like Florida, we'll have a thunderstorm roll in and it cools it off. And then as soon as the sun comes back out, that, that humidity comes right back. So we're kind of used to that. You know, I mean, we were also used to getting a lot of snow in the winter, starting usually right after Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving would be a you would almost like clockwork, get a big snowstorm for Thanksgiving weekend. But now, like I said, you will get a couple of little storms. Uh, we didn't have a white Christmas this last year, which is totally fine with me. And all the snow was gone, literally no snow, no snow bankings, no nothing, up into Valentine's Day. And then after that, then we started getting, you know, back-to-back storms where you're getting six, seven inches, up to 10 inches of storm. Uh, but that's okay because we're set up for winter here. And not only that, but our state is a tourist state. And we always say white is green, right? That 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 snow brings money in because people come here to go skiing. They come here to go snowmobiling or off-roading and all that stuff, snowboarding, you know, uh, cross-country skiing. So it's it's totally fine. I have no problem with snow, but if it's going to snow, just snow. You know, don't frig around and give us snow and then freezing rain and then 50 degrees for two days and the snow goes away. Then it freezes. Everything turns to ice. You know, it's just give us snow. Just, you know, give us eight, 10 inches of snow once a week. We're fine with that. You know, we just, you start getting into like March. March is one of the snowiest months in New England anyways. And then now you're running out of places to put snow, <laughs> you know, where you got to right. get, you got to get the loader out and you got to find a place to put the snow. But, uh, but other than that, you know, the weather is definitely, they're definitely messing with the weather. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, our relation to the sun. Because, you know, the Earth, the Earth, the Earth's orbit with the sun is not exactly the same every year. It changes, right? We get we get further away from the sun. We get closer to the sun. Right now, I think we're closer to the sun, and this is why our weather is doing what it's doing. But I have no doubt that the stuff that they're spraying in the sky, and I've taken pictures of it. They have done it here for literally, I started noticing chemtrails, I want to say, about 10 years ago. Pretty close to 10 years ago, maybe even more than that. I know I noticed that. And then I'm like, you know, what the hell is going on there? Because it would you would see all the lines in the sky. And come on, these are not contrails. These are not regular flight patterns. I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of uh aircraft in the air here, like for sure, because we're close to military bases and we're uh and we have the uh I forget I forget what it's called, but we have the Air Force refueling wing here down in Portsmouth, which is probably 40 minutes from here. So to see them flying around with refuelers practicing, you'll see a couple of fighter jets. I mean, that's not unusual. We see a lot of cargo planes, like the, like the big prop jobs that the dudes jump out of. Not unusual to see those. Uh, we have Air National Guard right in the next town over. Uh, so lose it Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. That's a big helicopter night. So, you know, nobody is freaked out about that stuff here. But when you look up in the sky and you see all these lines and the crisscross pattern, and then the next day it starts getting cloudy, then the day after that it rains. Okay, well, there's something up with that. And, and, and I still say they're doing something with HARP. I know it's a big conspiracy theory, but there's a lot of evidence that supports that 
they're messing with the weather. I mean, I don't think anybody could deny that. Plenty of people will deny that, but not people like us. Because well, we, yeah, look into it. we look into it. We see what's going on. It's openly admitted in the news articles. They, uh, you know, they talked about uh, about cloud seeding and things like that. As uh, especially in areas that that have skiing and stuff, they'll they'll seed the clouds so that they'll get extra snow and everything like that. Uh, it, it's open. They're openly talking about it. It's just whenever you say chemtrails, that they want to put the tinfoil hat on your head. Uh, but the there's other words for it. You know, it, this is geoengineering and they're geoengineering us to believe in their climate change um, thing. And yeah, the climate's changing. The climate's changing because the climate always changes, but also there's, you know, they want it, they want it to be this freak out panic thing where they can pull their climate lockdowns because I, I, I know that that's, that's what it all culminates into. It turns into climate lockdowns and taxing you for existing. Yeah, like like the more taxes we pay, the better the weather's going to be, right? We know that that's not going to happen, right? So, yeah, so the latest is that they're talking, Biden administration is talking, they want to block the sun out. Of course, you know, Bill Gates has been talking about that for quite a while. And, and, and why I find that interesting is, uh, you know, you need sunlight for photosynthesis to work for plants. Now, I know I've talked to a lot of people. I know a lot of farmers, and they're all saying the same thing. Their gardens are not doing that well this year. Uh, even at my house, I think we have a little bit of a pollination issue. So we've been manually pollinating uh, the plants uh, in the last week. Uh, I, I, I've only seen two hummingbirds all summer, and I usually see hummingbirds all the time. I did see one of those yesterday, first time in probably a month that I saw a hummingbird. Because hummingbirds are big pollinators as well, right? So, uh, you know, but if if they block the sun out, that's that's going to uh, be detrimental to photosynthesis. And you need photosynthesis, excuse me, for, for the plants to grow, right? It's plain and simple. That's how it works. And algae, so. which is a huge pr- provider of oxygen for us as well. Yeah. So uh, uh, if they start tampering... In the way that they're tampering, then you know, uh, it's it's gonna be a mess if they if they don't work on these reper- repercussions. You know, they're um, and I don't I, I think they are that short sighted that they will screw everything up and then they'll blame us blame it on us as quickly well, as possible. Well, we all we all know what the agenda is, right? Without getting into it too deep, you know, because I know you're probably streaming on YouTube right now, but uh, the agenda is. Uh, you know, to create uh, some for, some form of food scarcity, in my opinion. I mean, I've seen it coming for the last couple of years. You know, we yeah, saw they, all the, we saw all the all the food processing plants having issues. Of course, we had the COVID lockdowns. Funny enough, you know, there was only a few things we had a, a hard time getting at that time. But it's 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 more in the last probably nine months where things are really starting to come to fruition as far as things being hard to get, like in the shop. We had no problem getting parts during COVID. Now when COVID wound down and, and doing its thing and now it's been declared over, well, now we're having a hard time getting stuff, right? I think this is all by design, in my personal opinion, right? Same thing with the climate crisis. Al Gore years ago said that by 2013, uh, the the ice is going to be all melting. Uh, sea levels are going to rise. Okay, Never going to happen. Not how they're not how they're pushing it, because 
If that was the case, and I know a lot of people probably already know this, but it's 100% legit, big banks and corporations would not be investing in huge properties on the ocean. And they do that, like to the tune of tens or hundreds of billions of dollars. If they were concerned that there was going to be a rise in the seawater and massive pl- uh, massive flooding, like, dude, they're not going to do that, right? So, th- so they know it's not going to happen. And here's the other thing. Put ice in water. Look at the level of your water. Wait for the ice to melt. Does the level of the water go up? No, it doesn't. I mean, just that's just simple physics, right? I mean, they, it's all ba- everything is fear based. The whole thing, you know, with the COVID thing was fear based, in my opinion. And then now that they know that that didn't work out as planned, although we're probably going to start seeing how that actually works out over the next five years with anybody that you know followed that narrative, right? Which I did not. Nobody in my family followed that narrative, like whatsoever. So you know. Other, other than what else they're trying to use to unalive us, you know, I, I'm all set. I don't need to worry about that. But, uh, but it, it's 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 so crystal clear to people like us, Ando, because we see it. We see past the news. We see past all the propaganda that's on any social media platform, and I don't care which one it is. Right? Everybody's talking. Oh, Twitter's the free speech thing. Now, Twitter is no different than the rest of them. Right? It might be a little better than it used to be, but it's still it's still in the propaganda mode as far as I'm concerned. But you see it coming. I actually had this discussion with my wife the other night about, you know, restocking up on some things because we were sitting pretty good going into the lockdowns uh, because I, I knew I was actually in Aruba. I was in Aruba when that whole thing first came down at the end of January of 2020. And I told my wife, when we get home, we're just going to, you know, do a few things and just prepare a little bit, you know, kind of see where it's going. And that and that worked out fine. But uh, but, you know, that was before all the food processing plants were being burnt down. That was before the big push for uh, plant based meats. That was the big before the push for even climate, like like climate wasn't even in news during it wasn't even in the news during COVID. Right. And nobody talked about climate. Now, climate really got pushed to the forefront when they figured out that the COVID narrative wasn't doing what it was designed to do, right? I mean, people just weren't scared of it, just plain and simple. It was just like, okay, when you look at these numbers and you see the numbers for the flu have gone basically non-existent, but the numbers for COVID are three times what they normally would be, okay, this is nothing more than the flu. Maybe a little stronger than the flu, if in fact it did exist, which the jury's still out on that. Uh, I think there was something to it. I think it was a some form of bioweapon, in my opinion. But uh, but yeah, uh, you know, getting back to the climate, it, the climate is just fear. It's fear to bilk us out of money. It's fear to bring in uh, carbon the carbon tax. Right? They want to tax you more. We all know that the more money you throw at the government, the less is going to get fixed. Nothing's going to change. You're just going to have less money. <laughs> you still you still have to deal with it. So uh, getting back to Gates, so he's he he wants to block out the sun. We also know he's heavily invested in farms, and in farms they grow a lot of soy. I don't know if you've well you've traveled cross country. I, I'm sure you have. What do you see when you get up near uh, 
Ohio, Iowa, Indiana, and all these other states, right? You see fields and fields and fields full of soy. That's all they're growing is soybeans. Well, they use soybeans to make plant-based meats, right? So if Bill Gates wants to block out the sun and he has a patent on plants that grow without photosynthesis, and now he's getting in the plant-based meat business, well, he's that that to me is pretty clear that he's looking for a way to control the food supply. And if you control the food supply, I mean, it doesn't matter if people have money or not. If they can't get any food, that's going to be a problem. But I think it's going to be a double-edged sword because once once people people can be locked down and be semi-okay with it. People can be, you know, not have as much money and, and adapt to that. However, when you keep people from the availability of getting food, that's when the shit is going to hit the fan. And, and and this is the part they have to be extremely careful about. Yeah, food, food riots would, uh, things would go off really quick. And that's why it's really important right now. You know, uh, you, you're in a good spot in New Hampshire. Um, I found a good spot in Texas, but I, I think everybody really needs, needs to find a better place to be. You know, if you're, if you're in a city, you're going to get overwhelmed whenever food riots start happening. It, it's, you know, um, but I, I think also the cities are going to be their control mechanism. You know, they, they're already setting up the uh, 15 minute city stuff. And then they're, you know, that's where they're going to, the they're going to jam all the military. If the, I don't, I don't know if you can't feed the military, it's not going to be loyal. Right. So uh, it, it could be all out chaos. I just know that, that they're going to try to keep, the, those kind of people, like the blue-pilled uh, kind of people, away from everybody else. And one of the reasons is, you know, their their immune systems won't be able to tolerate being around us because of all the crap that they've been pumping. So after this one, there'll be another one. Um, and they're going to blame you and me. They're going to blame you and me and your family and, and my family for those people getting sick. And eventually they're going to uh, sequester us off from each other. I think that's that's the uh, one of the agendas going on. Well, the thing is, Ando, uh, you don't want to be in a city, anyways. Like like on a good day, you don't want to be in a city. I mean, the city is fine, fun place to go see a show, do whatever, hang out, go to a ball game. I love to go to Boston, even though driving in Boston is an absolute nightmare. Parking in Boston is an absolute nightmare. However, it's fun to go down for a day, right? Like, but you don't want to live in a city. Because here's the difference between city folk and country folk, right? I mean, they can shut your power off or you can have, you know, whatever. What's the other fear thing we're hearing all the time now? EMP strikes. There was just a warning from NASA uh, that there's going to be major solar storms coming up in the next week. We could have uh, satellite disruption, internet, internet disruption, uh, possible uh, electric uh, disruptions and all this other stuff. Okay, dude, another thing. They've been telling that shit for years. They've been telling us that stuff for years. But if you're in the country and you're in a like really rural where I am, okay, there's a farm stand. There's probably 10 farm stands within a mile radius of my house. Okay. So you know you're gonna get you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be able to get food. I mean, I mean, so we're good there. Uh, I have an artesian well at my house, but I also have a dug well. So I can pump water, so I can get water. So nobody's turning my water off. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it might be uncomfortable because, you know, your AC is not going to be on. 
personally, I don't run AC on my first floor at my house. Uh, you know, some days I'm like, man, I wish I would, you know, put the AC in, but I just, I refuse to do it. I do have AC in my bedroom because it's a, it's a, you know, two, two story house. So super hot up there, but I mean, you know, we can get by, you know, we'd be okay. If you're in a city, you don't have those options. Because all they're going to do is turn, they can turn off your electricity anytime they want. Well, they can do that anywhere. But they can turn your water off whenever they want. They can turn your natural gas off whenever they want, right? So then you're locked in this city. And if they're not letting people come in and out of that city, well, the supply is only going to last three, four days, maybe a week maximum. And, and, and just, like, just like Tommy Lee Jones said in The First Men in Black, a person is smart. People are dumb and they panic. And people are gonna panic. But how many cities do you know that are that have any red element to them? Very, very few. Number one and number two, if they do have a red element, it's extremely small. So these, so these are blue-run cities, and the and the the people that live in them lean blue. So as far as I'm concerned, they get whatever they deserve. All right, you voted for these policies. You're okay going along with this narrative. You're in hook, line, and sinker. So, dude, you're on your own. It's when they start venturing out to the countryside is when it could potentially be a problem, right? Now, the powers that be know all this. And this is why they want to they trick people into thinking of convenience. Look, it's going to be super convenient for you. You don't have to live out there in the sticks. You don't have to worry about snow. You don't have to worry about having four-wheel drive. You don't have to worry about having auxiliary heat, which every house here has just about. And you don't have to worry about dry. You don't have to own a car, right? It's a big push. They want to get rid of 75%. They want to get rid of 75% of personal automobile ownership, right? This, this has been in the works for actually the last 10 years. I'm in the auto business, so I, I see that a little, a little easier than, say, Joe Blow on the street, right? But come here. You can walk to the store. You can walk to the theater. You can walk to the library. Look at all these beautiful parks we have and all the bodegas. You can get food. You can do all this. Little Jimmy can just go down here and go to school with his mates and go play in the park after. And, and on the front page, it sounds pretty pretty enticing, right? I mean, not to me, but to some people, you know? I mean, here, everybody has two or three cars. I mean, I have three cars at my house, and I got probably 100 of them in my backyard here at the Haunted Garage, which out of that 100, I could probably make 20 of them be road legal, you know, within a few days. So so I'm good. You know, you don't, you don't survive in a rural area without a car, right? But if they get you into the city... What what are they what are they saying? Okay, well you don't have a car. Oh well, man, that's going to save me a lot of money. I don't have a car. I don't have to buy insurance. I don't have to pay for the maintenance. I don't have to pay for the uh, registration costs. I don't have to buy fuel. I don't have to pay for parking. I don't have to do none of that. I'll just you know go on my phone with an app and call in an uh, an autonomous car to come pick me up, like in the show Westworld. You know, just come pick me up and take me to the store. Oh, I can go to the bar and drink all I want because I'm not driving. I'm just going to call in this autonomous Uber and he's going to bring me home or to the hospital, depending on how much I drank. 
right? So all these things are very enticing for, for the, the, let's say, the normal people, right? But when you look all past that, they're just putting you in a really, really fancy gulag. Because once the shit hits yep. the fan, they are not going to let you leave. You are going to be locked into that city for your safety. And, and, yeah, they, and that's all this is about. They want they want to give you fear, fear porn, fear porn. We see it all the time. Fear mongers, it drives me insane. And then you got the people that just buy into it, right? And you're like, well, you know what? I'm going to feel much safer if I live in one of these 15-minute cities. And they don't even have to call them that, right? I'm going to feel so much safer. You know, I know the kids are going to be safe. They're not going to let any riffraff in, you know, because if it comes down to this point, Ando, where, where the cities are a prison, you know, people will say, well, is, you know, we're just living in a walled city. Well, they had walled cities like centuries and centuries and thousands of years ago for protection, right? All your big cities, London, Paris, Rome, these were all walled cities. Like you had to go, even Jerusalem. You had to go through gates, like past security, to even get yeah. into those cities. Yeah, even this is an old the model that I'm, they're bringing back in, to life. The little town I live in used to have a, a gate, <laughs> and it's not a big place. I mean, it's it's less than five thousand people there. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I think that that's that's a scam that they're trying to get these things to go. I don't think that they're going to uh, they're going to cut the technology because that affects them. That's how they automate this whole system and streamline it is through the technology. They need it. They need it to control us. Uh, I know you don't have a, a whole ton of time. Um, oh, no, but... I'm good. I'm good, and yeah, okay. Just go. I'm, okay. I'm good until something comes up. Okay, good, good. Uh, you have an idea called the Great American Reset, and, uh, and I want to hear about it. Uh, throw your spiel at my audience here. Yeah, light up. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's one of my habits. It is what it is. Uh, so, you know, the what I call the Great American Reset is basically just a generic term for a whole a whole slew of things that we know now need to be done and things that we know are going to have to be done later down the road, right? So, so the number one thing is we have to somehow, some way, reset this shit that goes down in Washington, number one. And also reset the things that are going on at your local levels. I mean, we don't really have that problem in this town, but, you know, there's a lot of rhinos running the state of New Hampshire, right? And then we send Democrats to Washington, right? These people are not there for, for us. And this is where it has to start. Now, well, I guess, I guess it doesn't need to start there, but that's what the end game is ultimately that needs to be changed now speaking of rhinos pence the other day saying that that's that's not my concern talking about yeah. all the cities turning into to shills uh yeah. that's not my concern okay well, okay so okay. if you're the president of the united states why is that not your concern he, he just clearly grenaded himself i mean everybody's given tucker tucker carlson the credit for that pence pence grenaded himself which is just as well because nobody's going to vote for freaking Pence anyways. It's not going to happen. Yeah, he he really put himself into that position. Uh, it's hey, you know they they say he's like the most defended person 
out of this uh, J6 narrative that they're actually uh, one of the news articles I wanted to ask you about is they're talking about arresting Trump over J6 now. Uh, yeah. Go for it, you know, because uh, every single time they've they've gone after him recently has only benefited him. I think it's preordained and that he's planned to get in there. I, I see him. Uh, I see him more as an op than you do. Um, but uh, that's OK. You know, I. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm in that that place where I just don't have hope for for some mainstream leader to solve our problems. I, I think that we have to do it and we also have to pray, you know, uh, until this until this country becomes Christian again, then I think we're we're just doomed. Yeah, you know, I agree. It's not going to take it's not going to take one person to fix it. And, and a lot of people make the mistake of falling into that narrative. Uh, I never have. Now, listen, I was not a Trump supporter. I was not a Trump supporter. When he ran against Hillary, it was a, he's better than Hillary. Let's see what he can do. And and I got to say, he did some pretty good things. Like a lot of people say, oh, he's a crook and this and that. Okay, you don't become a billionaire by by being a saint. Okay? It just doesn't happen. Right? So, So he's probably a lot of these things that he's being accused of. However... I do believe in his heart that he is all about how helping the American people, getting us out of these, you know, these one-way trade deals. He's very big on the military. He's very big on law enforcement, but he's one man. And he cannot achieve the things that really need to be done unless we have the reset of the rest of the government and bring it back to, uh, kind of the ideals of the founding fathers. Now, I'm going to be doing a lot more about this reset deal going forward, right? And I'm actually actually studying government now at my age, uh, taking courses on government and constitution and constitutional law. And, and the one thing is, is that a lot of people, they talk about the constitution, but they only talk about the First Amendment and they talk about the Second Amendment. Okay, so that's two amendments, right? So why don't people take the time, get a copy of the Constitution, read it, and then try to understand it? Because the whole idea behind constitutional law is how you interpret what they said 250 years ago, right? People, right. Need, to, people need to have a better grasp on what the Constitution is. They need to get a better grasp on what the Bill of Rights is and also what it says in the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, and John Adams all worked on that together. Thomas Jefferson selected each word very carefully when he wrote that because each word has a particular meaning And they had an idea that further down the road, there were going to be people trying to interpret certain language a certain way to alter the actual meaning. So this is why people really need to read it. They need to understand it. Again, I'm going to be doing a lot more about this going forward. So hopefully the listeners will be into that. Now, I just want to touch on Sound of Freedom like real quick. And, and all the division that just the fact that this movie came out is causing a lot of problems in the Patriot movement. 
okay? I consider myself a patriotic person. My ancestors came here in the 1640s. My ancestors fought in the revolution, well, fought in every war that there ever was. So this splintering in the patriot movement is upsetting to me. It's disturbing. We're supposed to be in this shit together. Now, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were friends that had a huge falling out, but they fixed it because they were smart men. They were logical men, and they understood what needed to be done, right? This is what has to happen in the patriot movement right now. I know a couple handfuls of people that are at each other's throats right now. Listen, guys, I respect all of you. I respect your opinions, but we need to come to a consensus and work together to take our country back because that is clearly what needs to be done. I grew up in the Vietnam era. I saw the division back then, even as a kid, I caught on to it, okay? Now, I have not seen the movie yet. Buckley has. He he was able to get away for a couple hours and go watch the movie. Anybody that listens to Wicked Planet knows that we're all about the kids and all about, you know, living a proper lifestyle. I am raising my niece. It's very important to me that she grows up a certain way. Now, I don't mean I'm indoctrinating her. I am just teaching her what is right ethically and what is wrong ethically, right? Let your morals do the talking. And, and this is what needs to be done because our kids are being indoctrinated, indoctrinated in the school system. I do not care what school system you are in. You are in some form or degree being indoctrinated to fit their narrative. And we all know what the narrative is currently, right? But patriots need to put the differences to side, learn how to compromise. Does, does anybody remember the word compromise? Let's talk about our differences and come to a common ground. And it's okay to disagree with somebody. You don't have to pick a side. You, you, can, you can listen to one person's thoughts and say, okay, I'm, I'm on board with about 60% of that. And I'm not on the other 40% and here's why. Now, if you think I should be on board for the other 40%, explain to me clearly. Don't be yelling. Don't be you know, throwing slurs or being mean or whatever. Just explain to me why you think I should agree with that other 40%. And this is what people need to do. And this is how Washington is supposed to be run, right? Checks and balances and compromise. Let's look at the big picture, what is best for the American people. And they are not doing that. And they have not been doing that ever since Lyndon Johnson took over the presidency after the Kennedy coup. And that was a coup. There's no other way to slice it, right? This last election was also a coup. Now, we got to be careful what we're talking about here, but anybody that's got a half a freaking brain knows that this was a coup and we cannot continue as a nation down the road we're going Things need to change. People need to understand. It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you're Hispanic. All of us need to get together because America is the great melting pot. It's been the great melting pot since it was even before it was deemed America. Okay. 
We need to bring back those values. We need to bring back the nuclear family, the mom, the dad, raising the kids, being there for the kids, keeping an eye on their kids, right? We need to work. I would love for it to be back like it was when I was a kid. My mom didn't work. My mom was at home. I mean, what she had to do at home was probably hotter than it would have been to go out and have a freaking job, right? My dad was the breadwinner. We, yeah, bread we did not we did not want for a thing growing up. We didn't have extravagance, but we had everything we needed and we had we were we were raised with good ethics and good morals. And it's I really hate to say this, but when I see the generations coming up now, now I'm not talking all of them, but when I see a good 60 to 70% of the kids growing up today, Ando, they do not have a clue. They have no social skills. They don't want to work and they just want to do their thing. Nothing else matters. It's their wants and needs. They don't give a shit what anybody else matters. They don't care if their grandmother needs a hand mowing her lawn. They don't care if their parents need a little help around the house. They don't care because the only thing that is important to them is themselves. And if they have an issue, they cannot clearly communicate with anybody to explain that to. So what are the parents told to do in school? Oh, well, your kid needs therapy. Or your kid needs pills, or your kid needs this, or your kid needs to go into special ed or whatever. Okay, 90% of these kids are perfectly normal. They just need to go out and spend a little energy out on the playground. They need to have those little black screens. They need to have the black screens taken away from them and have them read a book. Once they get given to the therapist, does all kinds of messed up stuff to them. That that that's where a lot of these troubles are coming from, is this uh is this whole idea of these mental health agents uh, that are, they're definitely working for the pharmaceutical industry. And, uh, and yeah, they're, they're indoctrinating these kids. A lot of people that I'm hearing so many stories about people that they got pushed into the trans agenda uh, um, just because they were depressed for a little while. And it, it all yeah. came from their, their damn therapist. Yeah. Yeah. You don't and, think uh, I get depressed there, from time rewind. to time? Every, everybody gets depressed from time to time. I mean, it's worse now. Like, the mental health issues are so bad now, Ando, because look at the stuff that we're being fed all the time. You know, just out there, just in the news, the propaganda, not to mention the crap food that they want you to buy, which I'm working really hard to get away from that, right? It's like these kids these kids are growing up in, in a world that is not the same world it was even 20 years ago. You know what I mean? They're jacked up on chemicals. They're jacked up on pills. You know, little Johnny, little Sally, you got to sit at your desk and fold your hands and listen to everything the teacher says, and you better agree with them, you know? You know, don't go out on a playground and get in a fist fight with somebody because, you know, he's picking on you or he's bullying you, right? That's That stuff still needs to be done. If a kid's a bully, go kick his ass. Like, I did a fair amount of that in, in growing up in school, right? No, no, can't do that now. Oh, little Johnny's aggressive. We need to put him on whatever it takes to, you know, keep him from being quite so aggressive. And then the other kids, uh, oh, well, let's just give him meth, you know, in the form of Adderall. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's freaking ridiculous. The education system, the pharmaceutical system, all this was hijacked. And everybody likes to blame it on the Rockefellers. And okay, and that is where it started. But 
This is a socialist communist agenda in our school systems. We see it in the universities. It, it, it's, it's just like trickle down, trickle down economics. It's trickle down communism because it comes, they, they give it to you in little pieces. And before you know it, like, like you're starting to have these thoughts, right? This is the stuff we have to stop. We have to bring things back to the ideals that were put forth in the late 1700s, right? Hard work, good morals, right? Have a higher power to answer to. Now, whether you believe in it or not, you have to have something you need to answer to. If not only answer to yourself in your own heart, what you know is right and you know what's wrong. Like, I never went to church. I know what's right and I know what's wrong. And I don't understand how people today don't get that. They just don't. It's because there's a war on every aspect of our, of our, of our values that this country was based on. Every single value this country was based on is, at, is under attack right now. So this is all part of what I like to call the Great American Reset. It's not just one thing. It could be a thousand different things. But we have to start somewhere. And the number one they thing have- is stop with the division. Stop fighting your neighbor. Stop fighting people. If your neighbor's an asshole, he's an asshole. Don't fucking interact with him. Right? Easy for me to say I don't really have any neighbors. Right? None that I can see. <laughs> and the neighbors that I do have are like-minded and friends of mine. So I'm extremely lucky in that respect. Right? But, Yeah. We need it. We need a reset. And I know this whole January 6th saying insurrection, whatever you want to call it. You know, I talked to Rob Yates. He's a, he's a big guy. He says, uh, I've got a show that I did with him. I'm working on fixing the audio so I can put that out. I know that he's at odds with a couple of other Patriot friends of mine online. I see it every day on Instagram. Uh, and it upsets me because I, because I like all these guys and they all have a good message to send out. But, Stop attacking each other. Stop attacking things like Sound of Freedom, the movie. There is so much propaganda coming out against Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel and all these people. Okay, uh, you know, like uh, Slim there, the guy, the Mexican billionaire. You know, he put the money up for the film, this and that. Okay, let's not look at that. Let's watch the movie and be aware that these things actually are happening. Because I don't think you can argue these things are happening. People don't want to believe that it's happening at the level that it is happening. And the people on upper levels that are that are like really causing it, right? Everybody likes to joke, oh, Epstein didn't kill himself. Or Ghislaine Max, Maxwell's uh, list isn't being published. Okay, this is reasons for all this. Number one, I don't think Epstein killed himself because I don't think he's dead. Personally. So uh, did you see the video that just popped up of a dude that's partying over in Lebanon that looks just like him? I mean, like his doppelganger. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't seen be that? surprised. Also, uh, yeah. uh, Robert Maxwell, uh, Ghislaine's father, may not have uh, may not have died at sea. That was some mysterious circumstances. By the way, he's also the guy who who uh, got the uh, promise software, which is something that can backdoor into uh, into some high profile systems. And maybe the cause of uh, of planes getting hijacked on that fateful day. So uh, 
Well, he yeah, was Mossad. He was Mossad. Yeah. And when it came out, he was Mossad. That's when he had his accident. You know, a so lot of people, a lot of people that are whistleblowers have a lot of accidents. It's just, it, it goes with the territory. Whistleblower, real information, accident. I have a car yeah. that runs on water. Accident. I got a battery that never has to be charged. Accident. Okay. This is just how it is, right? That's another thing we need to fix. Because these people, pharmaceutical, power companies, you know, gasoline companies, you know, all these oil companies, right? All the same thing. They want to keep our money flowing in their direction. And that's why I don't understand, like, all the fear-mongering that's out there. It's like, okay, climate's not going to change. Child trafficking is not going to go away. Right? Clim- climate's, climate change. I got into a huge argument with a guy about it two weeks ago. Oh, are you denying climate change? I go, no, climate changes every day. It's in a constant state of change. You know, I live in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is... is uh, you know, our weather here, you know, we have four seasons. We have snow, we have extreme heat, and we have extreme cold, right? At one time, New Hampshire was a tropical zone. They're digging up fossils that were like palm trees, right? Uh, okay, palm trees don't grow in New England, but they did at one time. So what does that tell you? That the climate was at a certain point where it was able to support that type of vegetation, right? I mean, it's no different. I mean, they, they find the same thing in Antarctica, and we won't even get into Antarctica because that's a show unto itself. Did I lose you? Yeah, Antarctica is always interesting. No, 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 you didn't lose me. There was a couple of glitches uh, with the Wi-Fi, but uh, but I, I heard everything. Yeah, Antarctica is uh, is definitely something that I'd like to explore later whenever I have some real good information on it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I know a lot of people are uh, are worried about the you know where this movie got its money and everything like that. But the fact that it's beating out uh, some high-profile Hollywood movies, um, it, it is a big deal. It's a big deal that that's happening, and that that is a another significant sign that the culture is shifting. That we're you know we're seeing something like that make a lot of money because there's more money in truth than lies, um, and and that's that's why podcasts are blowing up. That's why people are are listening to shows like ours is that they're sick of the false narratives and uh and the other reset you know they don't want to be a part of the great reset they want to be a part of your great american reset which i i think is i think it's a great idea to uh to combat these systems that they have coming at us with our own version of it because while the great reset might actually take place the great American reset can t- still take place. It's not like it's, it's going to, you know, that we're going to turn the tide, but we're going to turn the tide with enough people that these people are going to see the right things happening. And maybe we get a couple of States out of it. Maybe, you know, maybe we get some territory that we can put an end to a lot of the, the evils that are going on. And uh, to me, it's obvious as far as, you know, where are they trafficking children? It's it's obviously part of a satanic operation, um, but you know that that's that's something that they want to uh, turn into a fringe idea. That's that's not fringe. That's something that's been happening for uh, for centuries. That these people uh, have have been sacrificing to demons, uh, these little children, and abusing them, and and messed up things like that. This has been happening since you know since man knew what it was. 
once you know humans knew what they were they started finding these evil gods and these evil gods that they they go for really want innocence and and it's sick and we got to stop it you know yeah you know it go and no it goes back literally thousands of years uh it goes back to the mayan the mayan civilization uh they did a ritual uh, child sacrifice uh, you know, and, and a lot of these people, uh, even in even in the Bible, I mean, you hear about it in, in biblical times, right? So uh, this is nothing new. However, the extent that it's that it's that it's you know going through right now is, is like insane to me. You know, uh, Buckley and I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. How many people go missing in the United States? If only one eighth of those is little kids, that's still a big number. Where are these kids? Look at the eighty thousand kids that disappeared from the border. You know, and the lady comes, oh, well, we have sponsors from all over the country that that come in and they take these kids. No documentation. Number one, these kids don't have documentation. Number two, the people taking them don't have documentation either. It's like, where are you taking these people? You know, human trafficking is the number one cash cow of the world right now. It used to be drugs. Now it's 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 clearly human trafficking is where the money is, right? But you know, that's all just part of it. And the thing is about that, right, uh, and this is all part of the reset too, is to rope in these three-letter agencies or abolish them to some point because they have clearly been weaponized. Clearly been weaponized on the communist, socialist, leftist agenda. No doubt in my mind. Same thing with the Supreme Court. They, they got this new Supreme Court justice in. She can't even tell you what a woman is and she's on the Supreme Court. That's a lifelong appointment. Right? She has, would have to be impeached to be removed from the Supreme Court. Right? But these are the people that the leftists know, and this is why they want to do what they call, quote unquote, pack the court. They want to pack the court with more justices so that the numbers even out and it's always going to be in their favor. That right there should be illegal, right? I mean, well, like, well, it kind of is illegal. They would have to, you know, they would have to pass laws to do that. But how does Joe Biden pass laws? He doesn't go through the process. He doesn't go through Congress and Senate. He doesn't do that. He just gets his pen and he does his executive orders. Okay, the Supreme Court just shot down this whole uh, student loan uh, payout, right? They said it's unconstitutional. You cannot do it. What does he do? He does it anyways. Okay, there is a problem there. How the branches of government are set up is not to allow one branch of government to have supreme power over the rest of them, or the people for that matter. So that's something that people need to think about. And he's never at work. He's been president for three years. He's had a year off. He's had over 370 days of vacation. Dude, that's a year. Do your job. I'm not saying don't go golfing, you know, a, a weekend here and there. I'm not saying don't go to Camp David. I'm not saying don't go to Mar-a-Lago. I'm not saying don't do any of that. However, you're supposed to be in Washington doing your job, which is being the head of our nation here for the people. They clearly are not here for the people. Just the House of Representatives, just in that name, they call them congressmen, but they're actually representatives. And they're supposed to represent the people that freaking voted for them that put them in office. Of course, you know, they could be representing all the dead people that actually voted for them. 
the illegal aliens that voted for them and the pretend people that voted for them on multiple occasions, right? So there's well, another thing that the Great American Reset has to deal with is the elections. Let's go back. Like, state of New Hampshire, ca- ca- uh, uh, voter ID. It's not an issue. Nobody bitches about it. Everybody in this town knows me. Literally everybody knows who I am in this town. I go down to vote. I show them my ID, right? We know who you are. It's a verified vote. Here's your ballot. Go in the booth with a pen and mark off who you Don't let the machine decide because machines can be manipulated, right? We need to go back to voter ID, in-person voting, paper ballots. That's what needs to be done. And I tell you what, if that's not done before the next election, this next election, the 2020 election was a scam. The 2022 election's a scam. The 2024 election is going to be just more of the same. They have got it figured out. The bad guys have got it figured out how to do this and how they can get away with it. You could have mountains this of has evidence. Been known for a long time. Get, right. There's going to be mountains of evidence to prove that these elections are, are fraudulent. Nothing is being done. So why are, we pay- I, why are we paying these people? Why are we I, paying them to do know. their jobs if they're not doing like 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 if 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 I didn't do my job back in the day when my dad was the boss, if I didn't do my job, he fucking fired me. Right? Even even like in my case, I did my job plus a lot more, but it was never enough, right? That's just uh, my experience. However, if these people in the DOJ, the FBI, Homeland Security, Border Security, which comes under Homeland Security, if you are not doing your job, you get fired. We will find somebody to do your job. Do the job as it's listed in your job title. When you get that government paycheck, you are supposed to defend the borders of the United States. You're not doing that. Why are we paying you? All right, these are all elements of the Great American Reset. Like they do, like I said, there's a lot that has to be done. There's a lot I have to get out there to the people. And if you know, if we start out with just like like five things, right? Baby steps. We did the tiptoe to tyranny to get to where we're at. Now we need to go down the stairs the other direction and erase the tyranny. We are obligated to overthrow any tyrannical government. We are obligated. It's not only our right. But we're it's obligated. The, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Well, if you if you take any documents that were put out, 1976, uh, excuse me, 1776 roll around, then there was a couple of years later. You know, this didn't all happen on July 4th, 1776, right? But what I'm getting at is it's in formal documents that the founding fathers wrote that we need to rope this shit in. And this is what we need to do. And people are going to have to start working together to make it happen. Everybody's afraid. You got a lot of people talk a lot of shit online. Oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. You ain't doing nothing. I feel as though, you know, I'm not allowed to have guns. So I'm not going to march down the street with a gun. Maybe the day will come when the laws won't be there where maybe I can bear arms again. But I feel just talking about this stuff on podcasts, Wicked Planet, we talk about this, and we've been talking about this stuff for two years. Like, and I have not, and I have not backtracked from that, right? I don't do anything to fit a certain narrative. This is my narrative. 
I'm American. I'm a patriotic American. And I think if you're going to be an American, whether you're illegal now, do what it takes to become a citizen. Do what it takes. Learn how to speak English. Learn the laws, right? As an American, don't try to cheat the system. Now, do I feel good about paying what me and my wife combined pay in taxes a year? No, it's crazy. We pay more in taxes than most people make a year. That's what we pay in taxes. And when you see your money giving, get, being given away, squandered, doesn't make you feel too good about it, right? So well, an argument, wandered. an argument. Well, an argument can be made that we're back to the taxation without representation clause because the representatives are not representing us, but they're taking right. our tax money. Just something, just something for people to chew on a little bit. Yeah, yesterday they had a had a vote in the House of Representatives who doesn't represent us uh, on uh, on all this uh, Israel nonsense, and uh, only nine House members voted against it, and it was the squad. They're all already communist, so the, the communist squad is the only people that that didn't uh, vote for this resolution to uh, to make up all these ridiculous hate speech laws and all this other stuff. Um, it, it just shows you that even all the people that were good for us, you know, uh, the green Massey, you know, uh, Gates, all all these people that were good during uh, during COVID are still wrong on this uh, on this Israel thing. They're always going to serve them. And it's it's a problem. You know, we, we can't have this weird surrogate government, especially whenever they're, you know, they're in conflict with their neighbors all the time. And, you know, the military industrial complex owning all of these Congress people um, and and, you know, basically doing wars to serve these guys. And uh, so, you know, war and pharma. Oh, that's two things that seem to come from that place. Yeah, we're always going to be in a constant state of war. That's how that's how the economy is run, unfortunately. The military industrial complex gets what they need and that's all there is to it. The defense budget in this country is 10 times 10 times over what the next next country down on the list is. Uh hey, I'm all for the military. Like I'm very pro military. I'm not pro imperial I am not pro imperialism though. Right? Right. Like, like, and, and, and I don't want to say, I don't want people to think that I'm a nationalist either, but I do have some nationalist beliefs that we should be taking care of our own before we worry about anybody else. I don't think right? it can be debated that, that America was a worse country when it was nationalist. When America was nationalist, it was a much better place. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I don't consider myself, you know, I, I think we're, we're kind of opposites on this. I don't really consider myself myself a patriot necessarily as in the you know uh my country right or wrong if it's wrong it's wrong um but as far as you know nationalism i see it as something that that elevates the people of the country so that that our interests are put first and that's what nationalist nations are supposed to be like and you can see that globally nationalism is is under attack all the attacks that happened to uh brexit uh, Bolsonaro um, here with Trump and, you know, uh, and he he's not even that nationalistic, but anybody that even, you know, even teases that, then it's, you know, then it's a problem. And every single time they also uh, associate nationalism with fascism. It's not the same thing. It's, you know, nationalism just means 
putting the interests of the people of the culture first. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and the programming has demented people to believe that it's something else. Yeah. Okay. So let's, so let's clear something up. When I say that I, I consider myself a patriot, I don't go along with everything that this government says is okay because I know it's fucking wrong. Right. So I just want people to understand that I am patriotic in the sense that I think the country should be run how it was run back when the founding fathers put their shit together. Right. I mean, they had it figured out. You were talking, these were some very, very intelligent, very moral people. Right. When I say that I am like to consider myself part of this patriot movement it's because I want to bring things back and make people more patriotic again. You know, get people back to loving their country and wanting to do good things for their country. And we need to get rid of the bad. Now, as a patriot, I can look and see what I consider to be bad. None of that is patriotic like whatsoever, right? And like I said, I don't want people to think I'm a 100% nationalist, but I said earlier, I have a lot of views that lean very heavy to the nationalism view. And I just really think at this time, if we're going to have any form of reset, not Klaus Schwab's great reset, the great American reset, we've got to bring back a good form of nationalism, right? To a degree. And we also have to bring back patriotism. It burns my ass when I see somebody lighten up an American flag because they have no idea what that represents. They'll do they'll do interviews on the street. You think anybody can even tell you who John Adams or Thomas Jefferson or George Washington was? Or Ben Franklin? Or even Alexander Hamilton, who I was not a fan of. But I'm just saying they don't know because they don't teach it in school. And they don't teach it in school because they don't want people to know. Right? They do not want people to know things. Right. And Sorry. Say, you know, like I used to complain that they didn't teach history in school. Well, you know, now when you look at it, you know, you got to you got to kind of look at what history they are teaching in school. Maybe did the history that they taught me was that a bunch of horseshit? Right? So so this is why, you know, and this is why they want everybody to read, you know, get your books online. We don't want you to go to an old library or an old barn sale or an old bookstore and get any books there to read. God forbid that. We're going to make your life so busy you're not going to have time to read. So what you going to do? You're going to listen to audiobooks. Now listen, I listen to audiobooks. Don't get me wrong. Time is time is very important to me. Like I don't have a lot of time, right? However, you could look at a book online, compare it to the actual book that was published back in 1860 or 1890 or 1900, whatever. Right? It's real easy for them to change the language in these books. It's real easy for them to redact things out of these books. It's also real easy for them to change the definition of words in dictionaries. Like, look at a dictionary from the 1800s. Look up the word woman and see what it says. Then go on a new online dictionary. Look up, look up the definition of a woman. Now see what it says. Right? These are points I'm trying to make, Ando. We need to start to move forward. We have to go backwards, I guess, is a perfect analogy. Right. Oh, I fully to move agree. forward, yeah. we gotta go backwards. Yeah, uh, that's how they they get us, though. They attack the language, and that that's uh, that's postmodernism. They have to uh, attack the language and and shift people's thoughts. And and like I was saying earlier about 
having allergies to certain words that, you know, uh, and, and uh, construing a meaning that is not the same thing as what it actually means. Um, but yeah, this, this whole thing is, is really, uh, there's, there's vines wrapped around every single bit of this. There's, there's things that they've infiltrated every single bit of our, our lives. Um, and it's because, uh, like you were saying earlier about the, uh, the public schooling, the public schooling has really just destroyed these people, you know, they, they stick them in this institution and, uh, and turn them into, into exactly what they want and exactly what they want is bad for America and it's bad for our future. And we won't have a future if this continues. And uh, I, I met a vet the other day at a, at a cafe and I told him that I, I'm afraid that, that this country's over. And uh, man, it was the saddest look on his face whenever I said that. I, I mean, I, I know that it was, you know, a really depressing thing to say, but man, it broke his heart. And he, because he, I know that it's because it hit something that he was feeling too. Yeah. You know, uh, if you look into the Prussian education system, that was what was adapted in the United States uh, through a gentleman called Horace Mann. Uh, you can look him up. Uh, we're going to be doing some more shows on the Prussian uh, education system, which is basically just an indoctrination system. You know, uh, just like Rockefeller said, we need a we don't need a nation of uh, smart people or, or basically, you know, what to paraphrase, uh, we need a nation of workers, right? So, so the Prussian the Prussian school system is what they did was, bing, show up at this time, bing, have a break, bing, learn this, bing, have lunch, bing, every, you know, what I mean, it was all very regimented, right? And you know, as a kid, I mean, that's how I went through school. It was very regimented. However, there was no attack on the individualism of certain kids. Let's face it. Some kids are just like smarter than other kids. I mean, just it is what it is, right? So now, though, oh, little Johnny and little Sally. Oh, boy, I don't like your ideas. They seem kind of right wing extremist, right? So this is the thing we need to battle. You know, it's the education system. That's the number one thing. These teachers that are teaching these kids, not all of them, but a fair amount of them, they have an agenda. Look at, oh, well, oh, little Sally wants to transition into being little Johnny. Oh, well, we don't need to talk to the parents about that, but we're going to go get your help, right? You know, you're not old enough to wipe your own ass, but, you know, you can make those kind of decisions. You can't buy a a beer in the store. You can't buy a pack of smokes. You can't vote. You can't do this. You can't do that. But you can go to war, right? So look at that. Here's another example, like in the elections. They want to make it so 16-year-olds can vote now. And that's going to go from 16, and they're trying to lower the age of consent for sex too, right? So, And then they're going to change that from 16. Now it's going to get down to 14, right? It's the normalization of bad things that they want to do to these young kids either physically or mentally, and they want it to be totally normal. And they're doing it step by step by step. And they've been doing it step by step by step for the last 50 plus years, right? So so this is all, again, it's all part of the Great American Reset. We need to, we need to get back to good values. We need to end this bullshit that's going on. We got to stop the splintering and the infighting because that's just more division, they want you, it's divide and conquer, classic example. Everybody's heard of it. But 
it's it's very cliche, but it's exactly what's happening now. We need to get past it, and this is what we need. We need to you know urge people to to work towards that, right? We got to get past it. We got to start working together. Start taking care of your neighbors. Uh, I've talked about this on Wicked Planet multiple times. Setting up alternative local networks, alternative local farming systems, uh, you know, businesses all working together. Like this guy can do this. This person can do that. This woman can do this. All work together, form local economies. This is this is like the number one thing they do not want you to do. You know, the whole deal now, they want you to register your garden. Oh, we need to know where your garden is. It's like, fuck off. You don't need to know what my garden is. I can I'll grow whatever I want. It's my land. I'm paying the taxes on it, which is a whole other argument because you never really own anything, right? You better pay your taxes, right? Even if you own it, like if you don't have a mortgage, you got to pay your taxes. Like, like we're the only people, the only fucking entities on earth that have to pay to be here, right? <laughs> my, dog, my dog doesn't pay any taxes. Them fuckers, they lay around all day. They get fed. They go outside. They get in the pool. They go to the doctors when they have a problem. They, even my dogs have do- health insurance, right? My dogs probably have better health insurance than most Americans do, which is really <laughs> sad when you think about it, right? But, uh, but yeah, you know, I know, listen, uh, and uh, we could go on and on and on for hours about this. Again, I said I'm going to be doing a lot more about this yeah. on the Wicked Planet going forward. Uh, and hopefully some of your listeners, uh, we probably have some cross listeners, but, uh, you know, if they want to come and check us out, come check us out. We're on every every uh, podcast platform that there is, basically. Uh, we're now on iHeartMedia. We're big on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, even, and Audible.com. I mean, this is some of the big ones. If you don't use those, you can go online to altmediaunited.com, listen to the show there if you don't have a... You know, I have a lot of listeners that are older. Like, they listen on a computer. They don't listen on a device, right? But... Uh, but yeah, and come check me out on Instagram, Ron from New England. And be looking for the new page coming out, The Great American Reset. Ando, thanks for awesome. having me on. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh thanks for chatting. <laughs>